0: Somehow, with no practice, no qualifying, and no happy hour, the three of us have managed to go to a back of car. This is the Back of Car Podcast. Hey everybody, what's going on? Welcome to the Back of Car Podcast, episode Denny Hamlin, number 11. We are, that was, uh, you know, I thought that was going to go over well, but it sounds more dumb than I say this is episode Denny Hamlin. So it's episode eleven, guys. It's episode eleven. Don't mind me trying to make a dumb joke, uh, a NASCAR pun there. Um, I think I'm just excited. I I think I'm as excited as you know a, a kid waking up on Christmas Day. We are days away from NASCAR returning, and this is kind of weird because it's like it's we're not going back to Daytona. You know, it's not like it's the Daytona 500. It's the start of the season. But we've had, you know, like half, almost, almost like, what was it, two months, right? We're at two months. Yeah, it has but- been about the same time as, you know, like say it's like IMSAs, the Daytona 24 Hours is starting up. Uh, that's the amount of time that's passed, it feels like. So, yeah, I don't know. We're We're coming back. It's like, it's totally a different feeling, but I'm excited for it. No yeah. fans. I'm still excited for it. Uh, I wasn't going to be going to Darlington anyway, so I would have been watching on TV, but we're going to Darlington in May? What is this, 2013? That's that's <laughs> literally the last time they were in Darlington in May. But uh, with Eric Wubler here, with James Atherley, Casey Lester, hi guys. Um, what What's are, up, Eric? What, this is exciting. Racing! Racing. Hey, I, I'm... Um so
1: excited for this weekend guys i cannot even begin to tell you it's gonna be so strange to be at darlington the track too tough to tame with a whole lot of nobody in the grandstand jeff gordon and mike joy in the uh, charlotte studios as opposed to the broadcast booth at the track uh you know this is gonna be it's all gonna Really strange to everybody to have racing with nobody in attendance. Uh one pit reporter, a whole num- yeah, just 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 one. Regan Smith is gonna be the guy on pit road running the story for everybody.
0: Is he and gonna so- have multiple? Like, well, the twenty-two team thinks that they're gonna have a good shot at winning this race. I also talked to the 17 team. <laughs> They're right next door. Yep. Yep.
1: Honestly, it's going to be so he, – he's going to be really busy on pit road. Um, you know, it, it's just going to – no practice, no qualifying, no happy hour practice, no testing, no nothing. The cars are going to be ice cold when the green flag flies on
0: Sunday. You know, at least these drivers have been doing iRacing. I want to I would like mm-hmm. to say that this helps them uh, to yeah. keep them, you know, in doing something that involves racing and driving. Um, but I feel like the only people that really are going to benefit from iRacing, uh, other than Timmy Hill, whose sponsors have stepped up, uh, t- apparently, to MBM and are helping them be a more competitive team, awesome for MBM, and i really hope that is the case that they can run better um but i think the people who benefit from the most from this is mike joy and, and jeff gordon who yeah. were basically in a studio they were in a studio but it's right. almost going to be the same deal they're just going to be based off the cameras they can see on a screen mm-hmm.
1: yeah it, well it's going to be weird for them too because uh, at, 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 as they are sitting in their um, in the in the office where they have been for the last couple of m- months, as a matter of fact, it, it's still going to be weird because they're not going to be able to see anything that's going on on the racetrack until the camera pans over to that shot. Yeah. Because because during a, a race, when when everybody is in, in attendance and everybody is where they're supposed to be. You would hear Daryl Walter or Larry McReynolds say "trouble" before the picture even got there. Yeah. Turn two, Jimmy Johnson sideways, and then the camera. Yeah, be the shot, camera, like and... Jimmy Johnson spinning. They're going to be. I, I I think it's going to be a little bit of the 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 you know they're 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 talking about what's happening on the racetrack like in that shot, and then the shot's going to transition over to somebody else backing it into the into the wall and then Jeff gordon's going to go oh my goodness what happened here look at that
0: drone cameras it's cool it's it's a neat feature yep but that's about it that's all i got it's, for
1: drone. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully everything's super professional cuz the cuz the shot's going to be different this weekend oh yeah um, you know, hopefully uh hopefully we can still get a good
2: picture for the for the for the fans at home, which is all of us. Yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad we just have it in general that it's back. My only worry <laughs> kinda of how soon it's all coming back and if they're yeah gonna be able to like they're gonna be able to manage it all uh the way that they at least project to, if it'll actually as quickly as they want it to. I guess we'll have to wait and see is my only question, really. It's a good point, and it's gonna
0: be a big part of what's going on. I mean, what if someone gets sick? What if a driver gets sick? What if a crew guy gets sick? You know who are they in contact with? Who gets taken out of a situation like this? Will they keep going? Is it going to be determined that you know what? one guy got sick, but we can't stop the sport. you know we've seen how this virus goes. everybody has different opinions on what's going on with this virus, how dangerous it can be to certain people. I mean, we're all, we're talking about, you know, pretty fit guys. These drivers are very fit. The uh, crew guys are very fit people. You know, we can assume that they got good immunity, immune systems, but at the same time, I mean, it affects everyone so differently. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, is NASCAR going to take the route of, you know, these guys are going to be okay, you know, this virus is beatable, which it is. It is beatable. Uh, yeah. But what is going to happen if someone does get sick? Um, especially what if a driver gets sick? That can be take, that can be, they can be taken out of a car for two, three weeks recovering. Yeah. So, and it'll be interesting. Um, I really do believe if any sport can properly do this, it's NASCAR. Um, and these, the the people who are working on the cars, and you gotta think about it, they need to set these cars up for race trim at the garage. I mean, yeah, they put together everything, but they are setting up everything at the garage. When they get to the track, and they unload the car, it's gonna be, it's basically a final product. They might make a couple changes, they might check whatever, check their setups, is everything perfect? You know, just doing your last minute touches, because that's all they're gonna have time to do. Um, the cup haulers leave after the race on Sunday. Xfinity's going to show up. They're gonna be there at Darlington. Then they will leave and couple come back for um uh Wednesday. So it's gonna be like that through the entire uh for Charlotte as well. Same deal. The only teams that will be at the track on that that on that day of a race will be the only teams racing that day. Uh, which is smart. It really works out smart. And they're going to be doing a lot of checking. They're going to check everyone's temperatures. If anybody has any slight fever, they're going to probably be, you know, hey, we need you to isolate, whatever. Um, but it's just really going to be, it's going to be weird. Um, but this is a really big opportunity for NASCAR to shine. And I know that Really, it, it kind of lead as an example. Like we are the first big sports organization league coming back um, and it's different because in a basketball team yes there's less people but you're you know you got your sweat everywhere there's 10 guys on the court at all time that's not including the people sitting on the bench who will come in and same thing with baseball you got nine people in the field the guy up to bat you can have a maximum of 13 people on the field as well that's that's uh not 13 12 because if you're including bases loaded uh, but that's not including the um, the side umpires, the uh, batting coach, the coaches on the sides by the bases. Um, there and, and it's the thing is what's different between NASCAR and all these other things is that all these other sports organizations is that you're one driver contained in a vehicle. You are six feet from somebody else at all times, basically. I mean that's just what it is and. They're going to be going so fast around the track. It, it, it's, I don't know. It is it is so much different. And it's going to be the same six, seven, eight guys working on each car who will always be together, whereas a basketball team facing another basketball team, it's going to be another different ten guys that you're going to see every game. So, yeah nascar it's the same people going to the same events and you're around the same people they're doing everything to make sure everyone's going to be apart from each other i know i just talked about this for a while but still it kind of just whoever's to the the listeners here this is the idea this is what's happening and uh i'm excited i'm really you know i think it's going to be good i do think it's going to be good um but there's a lot that's going on we have found out the three tracks that are being canned they are out of here Sonoma, Chicagoland, Richmond. Chicagoland's got more to it than we wanna than I'm gonna mention right now. But uh Sonoma and California. California's been um one of the big hotspot states. Um, yeah. between our state and California, the two opposite ends of the country. Uh they are not gonna the race it's too soon coming up it's in june um so i understand that's out i really hope that nascar does find another road course to replace it why not go to road america why not go to mid ohio some of these b- both of those tracks in lesser areas where there are are cases it might be good they nascar already goes to those tracks why not have that happen or i've been preaching on on a uh, face on twitter why not do the Daytona road course? We've talked about this in uh, for the 2021 season. I don't know if that's going to change now that the cup series is going to be running this uh, same, the gen six again for all in next season where that wasn't supposed to be the case. Um, but why not run the dark, the Daytona road course? Why not run the homestead road, road course two tracks. Oh, Miami's a little bit more uh, of a hotspot. I think for the virus, cause it's a city um, still, knows um so yeah those are the big tracks and it's like in chicagoland i mentioned that one as a part of the other three or of the other two because chicagoland was rumored to be bought out which it was part of it was bought but not the track everyone was like oh chicagoland's gone they're gonna be building condos or something and yeah. no that's that's i mean that's not the case Chicago's land, the track is not going to be touched uh and so i do think we'll be seeing that race again next season that's one of my favorite tracks on the schedule of all the mile and a halfs that's one of my favorites uh top five at least um but i mean what do you guys think i mean this is especially with that whole thing about chicagoland but i mean sonoma and richmond richmond we're going to see again later this season so i guess losing one race isn't too big of a deal i'm totally
1: heartbroken to lose sonoma it's one of my favorite tracks on the entire circuit um, but it can't be helped because you're right, Carol, California, that area, uh, is one of the biggest hotspots in the entire world with uh, the coronavirus, COVID-19, you know, MRSA, COVID-2 or whatever you want to call it. Uh, but it, it, it's, it's definitely a hotspot. So they have to be really, really careful. My thoughts on Florida, because Florida is... is kind of a hot spot as well but the florida state governor said wwe is an essential business so they they, they, yeah that's that's just weird to me but anyway they don't really have a reason now because of that to say that nascar is not an essential business florida base uh, florida baseball basketball uh, You know, hockey, football, whatever teams uh, Florida has should be definition able to go if the Florida governor allows WWE to keep going. Because that's weird. The, foot, res, pro wrestling is literally face to face, hand to hand combat mm. sports scripted. Yes. But, you know, people still get take a, a major beating in that sport. Um, but uh, you, you know, right now for NASCAR, I would be totally fine if it was the restrictor plate race Daytona uh, that we know and love. NASCAR fans know and love, and a mix between that and the road course, which NASCAR fans know less of because NASCAR never run a road course on that, uh, run the road course format on that track. Uh, you know, honestly, I'd be fine if if Daytona had four races per season, two on the restrictor plate track, two on the road course and you know, I think that would be fantastic for NASCAR. Uh, but I think right now Florida, okay, North Carolina, okay, South Carolina, okay, and right now we're not sure what other states are going to be available for NASCAR. Right now it looks like the schedule is going to pr- proceed tentatively okay. Um, but you know, past this week, it's really hard to predict what's going to happen because the virus, we just had a hundred kids, children, five years old, I think five years old, contracted the disease. Yeah. And for a while, we thought that kids, children were immune to it for one reason or another. Uh, but, uh, right now they're picking it up and that is a cause for concern among politicians in our area. Governor Cuomo talked about it yesterday. This would be Tuesday. Uh, saying that it's it's becoming a problem and it's it's definitely a cause for concern. So I'm I'm afraid as this virus continues to evolve and we continue to learn, or at least we continue to learn more about it. Not to say that it's evolving or you know get immunity from vaccines or anything like that. But as it we continue to learn more about it, maybe there is a cause to actually pause the season further down the road, yeah. just like we did this this past uh, couple of months
0: hey casey so uh yeah. podcast listeners sorry casey can you take your phone and maybe put it on its side or something it keeps picking up something and i don't know what i, I uh, put you on mute for a minute and then i took you off because i didn't want you to be uh i didn't want it to um there i feel yeah, a little yeah. bit. sorry about that it keeps picking up, almost like you're hitting the desk or something. So, podcast listeners, sorry, I was getting annoyed by it. So, if you guys were very, I, I apologize. It's just we, we can't control this. We are on Discord, trying to still be social distance here in New York. So, it's just what happens. Yeah, I'm uh, but, on
2: voice maybe it, it might just be something through the vents or something coming through. Because yeah, it, it keeps
0: hearing powerful. like it, almost like it's picking up James or something like that. Not quite an echo, but it just kept like constantly getting. Click there, so yeah. yeah, I don't know, that's weird. Um, yeah. but all right, anyways, um, it's uh, Florida is Florida's always been weird. I mean, we all know Florida to be such a weird state. I mean, Florida man isn't a meme for no reason, like, that's just what Florida is. Um, but nothing against the state of Florida, love the state of Florida. I've been there, it's very warm, humid. I don't know how you guys do it, but I totally get it for a vacation. Um, uh, for the, do you guys remember the Florida Man challenge? Yes. Oh, that was looking up your name and writing Florida after it, right? Really quickly. Fl- well, it was typing in your birth date. Oh yeah, yeah, yes. Because so I was
1: born in on October sixteenth, nineteen ninety two. Way before you guys were. Way before you youngsters were. You're ancient, yeah. Oh, compared to you guys, I'm fucking retired. Yeah. See, there, there, I go. Now I've cursed.
0: That, uh, good. We got two of us.
1: <laughs> yeah. Casey, okay, you're I, next. Never mind.
0: We'll uh, see. But uh
1: my Florida man challenge was um Florida man beats up another man for hitting on his imaginary girlfriend.
0: What? Yep. That's Florida. <laughs> but it's you know All right. but, well, dun, dun, uh, that's Florida. <laughs> like
2: Who else uh, but Florida?
0: It's just what a it's, I forgot what mine was. Mine was something crazy, too. I just... It was... Uh, it makes me want to look it up again, but... Uh, I mean, WWE, that's essential in my books. Uh, I, I think NASCAR will be deemed fine. Uh, I know that they... I think they... like Georgia opened back up so we could see Atlanta. Uh, I think Atlanta would totally... Uh, they Their case is picked up, too, but who knows what's going on. Um... I know Texas has been like, Hey, get those cars down here. We are ready to go. And then, you know, Austin Dillon's going to show up with his cowboy hat and go, I'm ready to finish 15th. And it's going to be a great time. (laughs) I think that, you know, I, I hope, you know, I I hope we see some other tracks really. I think we're going to see a lot of tracks have to have to back out. Uh, but I think other ones are going to be picking up races. um, um, like Daytona, like Atlanta, um, who knows? Um, maybe we'll see something crazy. Um, someone, someone put out there. Why aren't we looking into possibly going to Rockingham, which is still together? It's still a raceable track, uh, and I think that that's pretty smart. Uh, that would be a smart move to go there because it's so close to the teams. Um, but that one's a lot more far fetched, I think, than a lot of the other ones, unfortunately. And you're not worrying about ticket sales either, because yeah. tickets a big
1: problem for Rockingham and it was a big reason why Rockingham was taken off the schedule cuz they, they they couldn't build new uh new um, grandstands and they you know they they couldn't fit more people uh into the uh into the grandstands at Rockingham so this actually opens up a a brand new conversation about what tracks you could go to because North Carolina probably loaded with race tracks being the, the capital of NASCAR basically. And, uh, you know, it's just really interesting to me because uh, a ton of tracks are out there that would probably be very good for, for NASCAR races that were taken off the schedule because of one reason or another, but one of them, one of the most popular was ticket sales.
0: So, I feel like the one thing that we, we have no idea how this is going to affect the Xfinity or uh truck schedules as well. Um, trucks never they don't do Darlington, they haven't done Darlington since 2011, they're not running this weekend. Um, Which but because they were good on the, the on Darlington, yeah, it's, just- it's too bad. I mean, weren't they supposed to run at Richmond? I don't remember. I don't remember the truck schedule. But uh yeah. still, I mean, who knows? I I don't I I brought up the um the fact today, uh especially as it's a different country, uh I don't see the trucks racing at MoSport this year.
1: Yeah.
0: Um being in Canada, it's just I just don't see that one just being allowed. Um and so I said, well, if Watkins Depends. Glen is still going to do their race, how about bring the trucks back to the Glen? Twenty yeah. years of trying, twenty years of frustration. Bring them back to the Glen. Yeah. Uh, so that's what I would vote for. Uh, same time, you know who knows. Um, but it's just—it's we'll we'll see. I mean. There's a lot that we. It's crazy how we're getting back into racing, and there really is still a lot we don't know. Uh, get, going into this, are they going to keep going after these two weeks? Will something unfortunately happen? Uh, but for now, I'm gonna be very happy that I have a little bit of normal, you know, a normal See? weekend of normalcy for yeah, a Sunday. Real vehicles on a track racing. Um, I'm gonna be enjoying my weekdays now. Yeah. Next week, I'm gonna have yeah. I'm gonna have three races. Not next week, week after. I'm gonna have three races. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I'm gonna get home from work and be like, "Ha ha! ha let's go trucking!" You know, like truck night <laughs> in America. Happy Monday, boys! Like I'm gonna be real excited for that. Uh, our podcast, uh, I think. The current idea is uh, after the twentieth race at Darlington. Twentieth uh, race at Darlington. The, the date May twentieth. That race at Darlington, right. the second Darlington race, uh, which will end probably after about two hours. It's about the length of an Xfinity race. Um, we will uh, record after that, and then I'll put the podcast together to be ready for Thursday. So when this ep- when the Thursday episode goes up after Darlington. Darlington's races, we will uh, be up to date with everything, at least, unless there are, is a penalty or something. Um, but, yeah, let's. I guess that's really the next conversation here. Darlington, there's so much craziness that has happened this week that we found out about leading into the Darlington race. Um, Premium Motorsports, as rumored before Phoenix, uh, they were rumored to be getting bought out by Rick Ware, That news didn't happen until uh, this week, where we found out that Rick Ware bought out that team. Uh, Rick Ware leases charters, uh, leases two charters for their cars. Um, So buying premium gets them uh, another charter that's their own. So now Rick Ware has two charters of their own, uh, not leased. But the other two vehicles they have are leased. So the 15, which Brennan Poole... Uh, from what I know, isn't being affected. He has an 18 race sponsorship with Spartan Go, Spartan Mosquito. Uh, they are on the car this weekend at Darlington. Um, I like think both races. I don't know, but pretty sure he's going to be able to continue his rookie year campaign, um, as well as the now 27, which was the 52. I don't know why they went decided to go with the 52 when they remove the 52. When they've been running the fifty three, it was 51, 52, but then they're like, Yeah, buy fifty two, we'll keep the fifty-three. Why not? And um the fifty two will be or is the twenty seven. I just said that. Uh this week being ran by JJ Yaley. Next week is gonna be ran by Gray Galding, who next not next week, next race after the first Darlington race, so the second Darlington race will be Greg Galding in that twenty seven. Uh doing two starts. He's doing that Darlington race on Wednesday and then the Coke six hundred on the twenty fourth. Um but who knows if he'll get more races after that. Um, and then BJ McLeod Motorsports is now a thing in the Cup Series. He's planning on doing at least 15 races. Um, I assume there's going to be some help from Rick Ware, but I didn't say that. Um, I think that he'll probably do the rest of the season. Uh, but still, cool for BJ that he's got his team technically in Cup now. Uh, And Tommy Baldwin Racing is back with a 7. Josh Balicki is running that car. Um, I'm going to shoot something crazy out to you guys that we didn't talk about before the podcast. Um, I will say Kyle Larson has not asked to be reinstated yet by NASCAR. That's why he hasn't been reinstated. Well, he
2: he has to be... Doesn't he have to go through a process anyway before he he can be reinstated?
0: He technically did, did.
1: Yeah, he went through... Uh, some classes about sensitivities, like sensitivity training, or something like that. But there, there was this whole big protocol that NASCAR required, and uh, Kyle Kyle Larson yeah. complete that.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm assuming these there's still stuff that that's got to be sorted out before NASCAR is like, okay, he's officially reinstated, he can come back, and all that, and probably I, I would assume they're probably yeah. going to give it a little bit of time before they. You formally would bring him back with yeah. everything being so recent.
0: Now, I think the the I'm reading it took Clemens two weeks. It's been two weeks at least since that incident. Uh so I wanna throw out to you guys. Uh I know it's probably premium cars, premium engines. Should Kyle Larson step behind the wheel of the seven or maybe the seventy eight for BJ. Um To just get behind the wheel of a race car and try to prove himself, should he do that, and should these teams say, "Yeah, you know, like we we take
2: you," Mm, I I don't think he really needs to. He's already shown, um, you know what he can do in the Cup Series. He doesn't have, I don't think, he has a ton. I'm not saying to to prove prove himself. I'm saying driving wise. I'm not saying to prove himself to fight back. I know, I know, I know. Fight to fight to get back in the Cup Series. I don't think he needs to. Uh, Dirt really has always seemed like that's where his heart's been. Um, and I I was skeptical when the whole thing happened, like that he loses ride and everything. And, you know, the next day, obviously everything happened, but, um, obviously, you know, if you know the background of Kyle Larson, he's huge in dirt and, um, just just running, running the dirt cars and stuff. And that's always been part of his racing pedigree. I could, if, if nothing turns up, if things don't end up working out in NASCAR, because of all that, he can just go to. He can just go to dirt. He can do what Brad Sweet did, and just go back to dirt and just crush it there.
0: Now, I know that Lar. Not that I. I don't know. I have read that Larson does want to be back in NASCAR. He or he he loves NASCAR, and I think that that would be a goal of his at least to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, um. I mean, is it? <clears throat> For for a driver of his caliber, when you look at the skill he has, and a small team like Tommy Baldwin Racing trying to make a comeback, I mean, is it is it worth it for him to do that if he wants to come back into the sport? Because I just I, I don't know. That's that's it's just it's interesting to talk about, and it's interesting to to to. I, I, guess about it
1: Um, well i i completely agree with casey because if, if there is a team that is out there that wants wants the story of kyle larson you know kind of kind of like how the the lesser teams like phoenix racing took the chance on kurt busch they didn't really get sponsorship out of it but they got the story they were in the headlines because they picked up kurt busch who has anger management problems and all that jazz. And now look where Kurt Bush is. He's got Monster Energy sponsorship. He's totally fine. I think uh though it's not the same to have anger management issues than to have racial issues, uh, you know, I think there's a chance that Kyle Larson could go on that path. Uh however, I do think that Kyle Larson is going to take his sweet time getting back to NASCAR for the reason that he loves dirt so darn much and there probably isn't a team out there right now that would hire him and allow him to run on dirt because dirt is dangerous dirt racing is dangerous people die on dirt track racing pe- races people get hurt um, you know we, a couple of years ago we lost Jason Leffler to to a uh, crash in the the in in dirt racing so you know it's a scary environment and owners in the cup series despise having their drivers compete in other series for risk that they get injured and the sponsors don't like their replacement and pull out yeah it, it it drives owners crazy, and I can tell you that for a fact.
2: Yeah, well, then, no, well, not just that, you know, Larson say doing that, you know, with with Credit One, oh, our driver is gonna is willing to take a risk and jeopardize his entire season running dirt and something that they feel he shouldn't be doing. Like it's it's understandable if sponsors wouldn't be happy about that. Yeah. Beyond and, just what he's done,
1: and in the meantime. But, Kenseth is still going to be driving the forty-two, as opposed to the forty or forty-one or whatever we talked about last week. They changed uh, his paint scheme just a little bit. They tweaked it just a little bit to have more blue on the car as opposed to white. Um, you know, so that's a thing. We haven't seen anything about the McDonald's paint jobs or you know
0: the
2: the other sponsor paint schemes. But Kenseth better hope they don't have a McDonald's scheme painted for him.
0: Yeah, I mean, really, the McDonald's curse.
2: Honestly, yeah. <laughs> I
0: think if anyone can break the McDonald's curse, it's gonna be Matt. It Kansas. might, it
2: might be him. I mean, who knows? We'll see. Um,
0: but uh, it, it's definitely uh something that I feel like no one's brought up that whole Kyle Larson to maybe the seven or the seventy-eight. Um, but uh, who you know, who knows? Uh, I think he's definitely gonna be. He already has proven he's raced a dirt race, uh, the, the first World Outlaws race. Uh, that happened last weekend, weekend before? Last weekend.
1: Um, it, it has nothing to lose, I guarantee you. I w- if I were them, I would absolutely go for Kyle Larson. Yeah. But, you know, he needs to be on in uh, NASCAR's good graces again. He needs to be in the fans' good graces again. Otherwise, he won't even get a shot.
0: Now I just think about, you know, again, you, you just you just said the reason I think this could happen wants to get on everybody's good graces again imagine the story right let's look at the original story let's look at the first thing you brought up about Kurt Busch how much were you pulling for Kurt Busch and that 51 car at Sonoma when he finished third how much were you pulling for him you want Uh, everybody wanted him to win Yep, I I,
1: I think, uh, but I also think it was more because of the team than because of Kurt Busch himself. That's
0: what I'm saying though. That's my whole point with yeah. with this for for Larson. Mm-hmm. If Larson steps into the Tommy Baldwin Seven, right? Mm-hmm. Tommy Baldwin, again, hasn't been in the sport in years. But when he was in the sport, that team was never really a good team. The biggest flash they ever had was. Dave Blaney almost winning at Daytona when uh, Juan did his thing. Yeah. Um, but that te- again. That's a team that it just they, they don't have the sponsorship. Uh, they have the ability. They don't. We don't know what their ability is at the moment with being off for so many years. But we know that Tommy Baldwin's a smart guy. Uh, he's made very good decisions. He tried to do what was best for his team, and when the team shut down, it was because that was what's best for his team. They, they had they picked up sponsorship. They had sponsorship with Alex Bowman when he was in the seven. I mean, they figured things out. He's a smart guy as a crew chief. He's smart as a businessman. I feel like it, you're not going to pick up sponsors if you put Larson in the car. There will be companies that are like, this guy could be a, you know, this guy's going to put our brand in the news, not necessarily good light or bad light. But
2: but it's news. If
0: he takes that seven car and gets top 15 with it, or they go to Homestead gets back on the schedule and he just knows how to run Homestead and is running up front in that car. That's the story. It's yeah. Larson's behind the wheel, but look what he did to this team that we probably were figuring gonna, was going to finish thirtieth or worse. Now, does that change how you guys feel about what about any of this?
1: Uh, Casey, why don't you take this? I have to think.
2: Um, in terms of what of what Larson did.
0: Um, not or change, uh, in
2: terms of like what
0: trying to put Larson in a good light. Would it be worth it? For him, and would it be worth it for Tommy Baldwin racing to take these risks and hope and hope that all of a sudden there's a really good story it's, to come out of all of this because talk about how good of a story that is we when we whenever we see an underfunded small team new team run top five out of nowhere even it doesn't matter who the driver is. I mean, we saw Greg Alding almost win in the zero eight. At Talladega, we've seen front row go one two at Daytona with David Reagan and David Gilliland
2: when they mm. never
0: did that. You know, think about we we saw Kurt Busch take that yeah. fifty one with a broken track bar, finish third place. No sponsorship on that car.
2: Who knows? I mean, it's it's uh risk or reward with with situations like that. Either it works out and all the pieces line up perfectly, or they don't. And, you know, either it gets traction or it doesn't. Um, I could see um, a situation, I think, where Larson can definitely lift that team up. As far as how far, I don't know. Um, It would be interesting, though, um, to see all of that. You know, Larson uh, obviously did what he did. It doesn't change the way that I view him as a race car driver. uh, Taking any personal aspects just to the side, you know, Larson's an extremely talented driver in his own right. And he's proven that time and time again. So what he could do in a, in a Tommy Baldwin seven car, um, I'd, I'd be interested to see. It's just all about if they give him the opportunity and, and what he'd be able to do with it. We just need to, we need to kind of see it, in unfold kind of in front of our eyes at least for me
0: and think about uh, what's see happened, where it goes. what's happened recently too more recently mm-hmm. let's talk about a small team front row motors not front row furniture row motorsports they had regan smith for for years right they got the darlington win super cool you know we all cheered for that didn't do really anything else Put Kurt Busch in the car, started having some good runs. Had a pretty decent season, made the chase with that 78 car, fully sponsored by Bernie v- Visser's company. Bernie Visser, yeah. Bernie uh, What bet. was it? Furniture Fern- yeah,
2: Road. Fern- yeah. <laughs> that yeah.
0: team became a championship-winning team. Look at Levine Family Racing. Started, uh, uh, you know, had... Ty Dillon in the car had Michael with, McDowell in the car had Scott Speed and yeah then with Casey Kane got in the car didn't really do much but still that's it a major was, name it, is was it was progress
2: it's progress yeah
0: and then they got Toyota and yep. Matt DiBenedetto had great runs almost won Bristol this season big alliance with Joe Gibbs Racing Christopher Bell uh, rookie that that. Everyone thinks it's going to be, you know, is one of the next big things. Uh, full sponsorship for the full season with Reem and Procore. Uh, now, uh, it's just like there's so much that is positive for Tommy Baldwin Racing to maybe take this risk. You get a good driver like Kyle Larson, that could change everything down the line.
2: I see, like more you're, like, uh, the pros are outweighing the cons for you yeah, when you're I mean, looking at it.
0: Look, I, and I want to just state here, I'm I'm in huge, it sounds like I'm a very big, um, which I would love to see it happen, because I think it would just be exciting. I think it, in racing terms, that would be exciting to see. Uh, what Larson did is horrible, and I do think he should take a year off. But right. I think at the same time... It's like, if he takes a year off and comes back and steps in the 14 car for Stuart Haas, you know, he's going to go out right out winning races. Where is the good in that story? You know what I mean? He's not going to come in with sponsorship. He's going to come in and drive a Haas-sponsored 14, win a couple races. Yeah, everybody's going to be like, oh, Kyle Larson's back, you know, but it's not going to be the story of stepped in the seven car, gave that car top tens, gave that car top fives, took a underfunded, small team that would run 30th every week. They got Josh Balicki in the car this weekend and brought them to a better team, gave them better finishes, showed what they could do.
2: Yeah. You're going for Kyle Larson's redemption arc here.
0: I'm going for uh, the best outcome, I think. I think, truly, Kyle Larson... Does yeah. deserve another chance. Not right now, but he can build that chance by being yeah. the seven car. Kind of heel, my, heel turn. If you will. Feel.
1: Oh, I I love what you just said there, Casey. I think heel turn is the greatest. Uh, I
2: uh, yeah, I don't know much about wrestling, but I I know vague terms like that. Here's the thing about
1: <laughs> Larson. It depends, first of all, how he's perceived. And right now I think he's being perceived okay, because right now everybody is saying he's not a racist. He just made a mistake. A stupid mistake, one of the dumbest yeah. possibly make, especially in 2020. But with with what Eric just said, I like what he just said. But there's no humility coming out of the story of him going straight to Stuart Haas Racing. If he Hooks up with an underfunded team and does well with it, and we see the frustration that he has for running for an underfunded team like Kurt Busch. We right. The, we see the battles that he has to fight. We see the work he has to put in to put a really un underfunded, yeah, unremarkable it- machine in contention to go to to have a top. Fifteen finish. let Yeah, but,
2: like uh, Clint Boyer when he went to H Scott that one. Yeah, yeah.
1: absolutely. And uh, he you clawed know,
2: and fought for everything. And,
1: and, yeah, absolutely. And if if Kyle Larson does that, which I think is PR gold for him,
2: yeah, he,
1: you know he he has a chance to be back in NASCAR's good graces, a chance
2: to contend for championships, wins, and he's back. Yeah, yeah, suddenly, yeah. In, in at that in... point, is uh, sorry, at that point, is his steering wheel and his engine are speaking louder than his words. Yep, it's it uh, holds more weight if you're able to carry it like that, if you're able to will a performance out like that. Yeah, but For sure. pay I see what you mean. There's more adversity to that. He's got more put... of a, Yep. sorry, go ahead. Sorry,
1: he's got to put the work in. That's that's all it is. Uh, you know, if he just comes back and is competitive immediately you know nobody's getting a route for that because he's still the last because
2: thing there's there's is, no through that there's there's no sense of fall off there's no sense right. of drop there's no like um well, what it, is what's i'm trying to think of like a good example like someone who's you know at the pinnacle and they have it all and something happens mm-hmm. and they fall down and now well, they got to make that climb back up
1: Oh, climb back up Exactly yes. yeah okay are on the exact same page with this if he goes straight to stewart house racing the last yeah. thing that he did before next year's daytona 500 will always be the fact that he made a racist comment stupidly on yeah. an on awesome stream that's going to be the last thing that he did leading up to that race and if that's going to be the story leading into the daytona 500 that year next year or the year after uh, depending on what the schedule turns out to be, it's still going to be the last thing that he did leading up to that Daytona 500. And it's, it's not going to be about Kyle Larson signing on with an underfunded team in at the Atlanta race, you know, for, right. for that still at a f- fantastic track, but really not meaningful in, in any sort of way. Atlanta hasn't been the championship race for a, long time should be again but you know that's my opinion um but the 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 build-up will have been absolutely zero there would have been nothing up to uh kyle larson returning to daytona other than the fact that he made a racist comment and got suspended and then then signed on by stewart house racing which by the grace of god decided to pick him up anyway you know, it'd be it'd be that rather than seeing him, you know, lift, uh, lift a team, put a team on his back and, and make something out of absolutely nothing. And the thing like is, a
2: like a Ricky Bobby culture kind of story. That's what yeah, I, I sense from it. Yeah. Sorry, you think,
0: you think of you think of Tony Stewart. Tony Stewart likes Kyle Larson. They erases dirt. But Kyle Larson will race that 14 knowing he could do a lot of dirt races. And yeah. what well, yes, you know, does Gene Haas want to, you know, put another car on his back with the Haas sponsorship? Haas makes money. They got the money, I think, to do it. They already sponsor a ton of races on the 14, let alone the 41. But mm-hmm. the 41 has also picked up a couple other sponsors with Gold Custer showing that he's a good driver. And that's gonna be the same deal. Like, Boyer is at the end of his career. I think that's no secret. And I think Boyer knows it. Boyer is really setting himself up to be a third man in the booth, I think, for Fox next season. Um, I love Boyer in the booth. I think that it's, that's such an interesting friendship that him and Gordon have formed. Um, <laughs> it's crazy that that happened. But they, they really, I, I love their bickering. They really, it's fun to watch. It's funny. <laughs> it's entertaining. And I think that's for Fox that they are going to give something lucrative a good deal. Hey, Clint, we want you in the booth next season. And he's mm-hmm. like, I he and I think Clint will look back. Well, I'm 40 years old. Uh I'm not winning anymore. I'm not gonna hit the prime in my career anymore.
2: This um, is where I'm at, yeah.
0: Yeah, and I think Tony Stewart will be like I think he first off, he knows Larson. And yeah. I think when, he's a driver who knows Larson. It's like you look at all these drivers, all these drivers know Larson as a good guy, right? He made a stupid comment, really dumb, that deserves punishment. But Tony Stewart, I think, is the guy who, of of all team owners, he is the guy, I believe, that will give Larson a chance. And he's like, I'm going to put a guy in my my car. Tony Stewart's car is the 14. I'm putting a guy in my car who will win races. I think that, no, even if Larson steps into the seven car and does nothing, like... Oh, he gets a couple top fifteen finishes, which is good for that team. It's a couple top twenty finishes, good again, good for that team. That's no different than Kurt Busch running the fifty one and then moving to the seventy eight and then moving to the forty one. That's no different than Clint Boyer going to the fifteen. And even, I mean, Casey Kane had a pretty decent season with Red Bull, but that wasn't even a top team when he raced that four car I
1: have in twenty eleven.
0: Yeah, I've lost you, too. Uh, here, I'm going to end the call with James here. Can I? I don't think I can. Oh, we lost him. No, we didn't. Um, but still, it's just... There's so much, you know? There's Have, have we lost me? You might have lost me. All right, so this is the Eric Webler podcast now. <laughs> um, so, I think the big thing now coming up is the uh the cup race at darlington uh with you know everything going on the starting lineup is being set by a crazy uh just it's first through 12th in owner points that hold that they're going to be a random draw for position for 1st through 12th then 13th through 24th positions are 13th through 24th in owner points random draw for them uh 25th through 36th same deal and then the um race at or the 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 open cars are just strictly off owner points um the race for the 20th uh the second darlington race is going to be the finishing positions of 1 through 20 inverse so whoever finishes 20th will be on the pole and then 21st through 40th will be based off finishing position and that's it uh so when you're Rick Ware and Garrett Smithley in the 53 uh or or Greg Galding, who his finishing position is gonna be based off JJ Yaley. If JJ Yaley can pull off a twentieth place finish, then Greg Galding starting on the pole. Um for which is insane, uh for uh the twentieth uh the second Darlington race. I keep saying 20th. let Let's say the second race at Darlington. Um Xfinity is based off of attempts, and I think that that's the same deal as how Ross Chastain missed the race at Daytona for College. Uh, that team didn't have enough attempts to make the race, but the 47 car did. So, Joe DiMaggio was instead in the race. Um, but that's the Xfinity winning trucks will be like that as well. And uh, come Charlotte, Charlotte's gonna be the same deal I think as uh Cup series is for Darlington. Uh, but Charlotte we'll talk about of course next week. Um, but boys, we are going racing. Uh, our last winner we our winners this season have been Denny Hamlin. Joey Logano twice, and Alex Bowman. The Chevys look good. Brian Blaney's been good. There's our recap. You know, what, it's been so many months off now. What are we expecting? You know,
1: I, I, uh, boy. I don't know. Chaos. 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 <laughs> I think chaos is going to be the, the, the thing we're going to be looking for because especially at Darlington, which is difficult to run by itself, let alone run without any practice or testing or, you know, even qualifying, which is basically two laps of practice at really high stakes speed. But, uh, you know, right now it looks like Darlington is going to be almost impossible. I don't think anybody's going to be satisfied with their cars right off the bat. Um, You know, I I think – I think it's going to be a lot of honestly, and I hate to say this honestly. I think it's going to be a lot of single file action um, because everybody's going to try to get used to how their car is handling, how it's running, without pushing it too hard. If there's one guy that's gonna that's gonna go all out, probably everybody's going to let him by. Um, you know, it's just going to be really, really strange for about a hundred laps. But, and by the time we get a couple of pit stops in, maybe that's when people start getting comfortable with their cars and start knowing what's underneath them.
0: I think we'll really see the same deal. Like, it's going to be just like that for Xfinity. First 100 laps, it's like, this yeah. is what's is happening. Like the, yeah. the car that's running, you know, we got, think of uh, Martin Truex Jr. He is in that 13th through 24th range. If he draws 24 and is starting 24th on Sunday... I mean, that's a guy who could work through the field. That's going to be a struggle for him. It's Darlington. It, you can't pass at Darlington. It's, it's, no, it is too tough to tame. Think of all the tracks they could have come back to. They come back to the one that's notorious for hitting the wall. Constantly hitting the wall. I mean, it, it, the lady in black gets everybody. Uh, for all tracks to come back to, man, they're going to be seeing it. They're going to be playing it safe for sure. Um, the race. I mean, there's no practice. There's no qualifying. They have no idea how their cars are going to run on Sunday.
1: Yeah, it it, it could be thrilling, but you'd have you have to have a bunch of drivers out there that are putting 100% on it by the time the green flag drops and nothing less than that. You know, that that would be really, really exciting. They ha- But they have to be totally fearless. You know, they can't worry about wrecking the car. They can't worry about hurting themselves. Everybody's going to be worried about that, and they should be. And uh, I think that's going to be why, right now, the, the first hundred laps of this race are going to be really, really strange. It's going They're going to be pacing themselves. They're going to be seeing what they got underneath them.
0: I think the second race at Darlington Cup will be a little bit more exciting. You just... You just drove there. Uh, Kyle Busch is running the Xfinity race. He's going to have the most laps at the track come uh, come Sunday or come Wednesday. So I think that we'll definitely see. And I think what is good, right, going for the second Darlington race, which is shorter than the first race, is that, like, You're going to have those laps. You're going to have 267, 200-something 200 laps under your belt at the track. It's not going to be the same exact car, but you'll have all of your notes from the first race to set up your car for the next race. Um, I mean, I even think this could work out for smaller teams. I think this first race could really work out for some of the smaller teams. Or, um, I think this is going to be a big step for, like, Matt Benedetto. I could see Matt Benedetto having a very good race. Um, but again, at the same time, we have no idea. We have no idea. We have no idea how these cars are going to run. No idea how the prac You know who's going to who's going to be the one that gets the hottest after coming in cold. Um, I mean, it's it's going to be. I mean, and then you got to think about Matt Kenseth. His first laps with the new package in a Chevy body, forty-two, with Chip Ganassi, are going to be under green flag for a race.
1: That's that's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be great having Matt Kenseth back.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: I um, think yeah, so the action in general is going to be. You ever, if you ever seen the alignment charts and like it's lawful good, lawful evil, chaotic, right, all that. Um, I would go lawful evil on this one. Oh just, yeah, uh, controlled chaos. I mean, just with them coming back and the lack of, um, well, lack of practice time and i working with the setups and all that, so. Um, I don't know. We're going to get... Um, we're going to roll a die and see which uh, number it lands on here, so to speak. Uh, we're might gonna be a weird analogy. Our, our random
0: racing picks might be all run well. <laughs> Who knows? Uh,
2: yeah, are you going to share those? or? Uh, I think
0: it's getting to that point. Um, we don't have our random racing picks for... Uh, actually, uh, I didn't even check. While we we're talking, let me see... Random... Racing, fancy racing. Uh, I, we we do have the ones for Sunday, but is there a chance that the Wednesday one is up as well? There could it could be. I don't know how. He's, I'm guessing it'll just be up on Monday. Um, right. Picks. Not that one. Standings. Not that. I'm not doing too well. Uh, yeah. No, Darlington's not up yet. For uh, man, we're going into the fifth race of the season. That's crazy. It's only, it's May, fifth race of the season. Um, so we'll have to, we won't have our random racing pick for that, but we'll tell you who our pick was, uh, for the next podcast that we got for the sixth race. Um, but yeah, let's do that first. And then, uh, all three of us will go into our picks for the three races, the two cup and Xfinity. Um, so I'll go first because I got the best one of the group. Uh, I'm not saying that in a bragging way. I'm just saying that as a fact uh, I got Kurt Busch, uh, who is going to be. Uh, I think of all drivers, he might be one to look out for. Uh, someone who he's had so he's took he's taking time off. Uh, I've lost James. Are you there? Yes. Okay, I just lost your video. Um, he he's had he's been suspended. He's been in different cars. We just talked about whole all all about Kurt Busch driving the 51. I think if anybody can get into a race after not racing for a while and just. Go fast! I think Kurt Busch is a guy to do that. Uh, finished at top ten last year, a year before as well. Um, so I, I think it's a great pick. I got Kurt Busch. Well,
1: I guess that means I'm next. <laughs> I can't believe I have to do this again, because every once in a while, the uh, the Steve uh, the fantasy racing picks. Uh, stabbed someone in the back. And this is the second time in as many races as a matter of fact. Because remember, I had this guy for Atlanta, and uh, then it was closed. My pick is the number 53 of Garrett Smithley in the Jacob Construction Ford for Rick Ware Racing. woo I hate myself for this pick. I, I, the fantasy lottery just did no favors for me. It's like, it's like throwing a snake eyes in a game of craps. You know, it's, it's, it's absolutely, I don't even know if that's totally useless in a game of craps, but uh, right now for uh, me, that is totally useless. Uh, And uh, I would have, I would have a hard time believing that man finishes the race on the lead lap, let alone, well, you know,
0: two laps down, let alone on the lead lap. Does iRacing skill translate to cold NASCAR? We'll find out. Yeah.
2: Then Casey. Uh the fifty-one, which I believe is Woo! That's Joey Gase. Joey Gase. Gase. Yeah. In
1: the Uh, Agri Supply Ford for pedi-wear Racing.
2: Well, um Yeah, yeah, I I don't think I need to say much on it. Uh (laughs) Really, I, I, don't, I don't know what that to is say the, about it. I
0: think that is the best analysis and reaction you can have for that. Uh, Joey Gase in the 51. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Third at
2: max. So, that will be are interesting. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know what to say about my
0: pick. <laughs> hey, that's fine. But how about the picks that we – I don't even know what our points are. We, we all picked a driver for Atlanta. Uh, I forgot who we picked for Atlanta. I think I picked Blaney, probably. I I don't know. Uh, but that, that has nothing to do with our Darlington picks. We're going to be doing two cup picks, the one for the first race, the one for the second race, and then our Xfinity pick as well. So I'll do my Xfinity pick first. I think that Chase Briscoe is going to be the one that comes back and wins. The first, you know, being same deal, coming into this cold Uh, Briscoe had a great finish last season, top five, I believe, um, if not top 10 still uh, at Darlington for Xfinity. Uh, I think he's going to be the one that's going to step back into the car and just dominate. I think he'll dominate that race. Uh, So Chase Briscoe, my pick for Xfinity. Uh, Cup Series. I am going out on a limb. Talk about cold feet, cold turkey, cold cars, you name it. The guy I'm picking to win on the 17th, the first Darlington race, is Matthew Kenseth. I think Matt Kenseth is going to be just he's just going to shock everyone. It's, everyone has had time off. Kenseth, yes, has had the most time off compared to everybody else. However, I think he's going to get in the car. He's going to ride it out for the first 100 laps. Wherever he is, he'll fall back. But then he's going to go game on. He's the last driver to win at Darlington in May. I think he's going to get in that car and just go out and win the race. That team has been notoriously good at Darlington. Kyle Larson was second last year. Matt Kenseth is going to get it done for the first race at Darlington. Second race. Different (laughs) story. I don't think it's going to be Matt Kenseth to win two in a row. That would be insane. Uh, But Matt Kenseth has done it before. Daytona and then Auto Club. Uh, I think that – or is it Phoenix? I don't remember. He did it He was – wasn't he the last driver to win the first two races in the season? I think he was. Um, but we're not going to the first two races of the season here. Second race at Darlington It's going to be a little different. Um, I'm going to go with Kyle Busch to win this one. Uh, Kyle Busch is going to have the most laps uh, under his belt going into that second race as he's running the Xfinity race as well. I know I picked against Kyle Busch for the Xfinity race. Um, however... I feel like you know, after all that, he's going to be like, I got to win at least one of these races this weekend. I think he's going to win that second race. Uh, and it's going to be an exciting one because drivers have gotten laps under their belt already.
2: Uh, so, so this will be what three, this will be uh an Xfinity race and two cup dates. Yep. So my picks, um, you, y- you listening at home can feel free to speculate whatever reasons. Um, other than me telling you it's just pure chaos. Justin Allgaier, Brad Keselowski, and Alex Bowman. Ooh, I like that. Good pick. Well, what's your reason for that Uh, uh, chaos? Next next person. (laughs) Well,
1: I am not going to be chaotic. I'm going to be extremely safe. I like my pick for the Xfinity race at Darlington, which is going to be when Monday, Tuesday, when?
0: Mm, oh, I don't know. Tuesday. I think.
1: Yeah. I think so. oh, I the, the whole schedule is going to be really, really strange. And I think yeah. that's, that's going to be one of the things that makes this whole fe- That makes me feel really weird about what's coming up for NASCAR, but I feel like Tuesday. Generally... Tuesday. Yep. Yep. Knew it. Nailed it. First try. Um, I, I feel very safe with my Xfinity Series pick. It's Harrison Burton and the Joe Gibbs number 20. I like it. I like that one a lot. Yep. Pick him because that, that, uh, that team has been very impressive starting out. I think Harrison Burton has done really well. I think Brendan Jones has also done very well. I just think that Harrison Burton is a little more learned and uh, a little bit more prepared for uh, driving in really you know, un- uncharted waters, so to speak. My pick for the cup race this weekend at Darlington is also a very safe pick for me. It is going to be the driver of the number 18, Eminem's Toyota Kyle freaking Bush. I think that he I, I think that he is going to be the one who goes out there, uh, you know, balls to the wall, doesn't even care about himself just wants to go out there and win. He's going to be screaming his head off at his crew, but uh, I still think he's going to get the job done. He's going to win this race. He's going to absolutely dominate this race, and the fans are going to be pissed. But it's definitely... The fans at home. Yeah, the fans at home. Uh, It's definitely going to be Kyle Busch for this weekend. And also... I think for uh, the next race, is it going to be a Darlington or Charlotte? No, two Darlington races. Two Darlington races. All right. Well, the second race at Darlington is also going to be won by Kyle Busch. And I'll tell you wow. why. He's going to be on one of the best teams. He's, he's still going to have uh, the, uh, the most uh, practice right now on, uh, on the Cup Series. He's still going to have the most guts out there. Uh, he's still going to scream his head off at uh, at his crew. Um, but he's also going to have the most seat time by far because we were talking about the Xfinity race that he's going to run. And uh, that's going to be a big thing for him. And uh, it's going to lead to him absolutely dominating the cup first uh, couple of weeks here.
0: I, I feel that's pretty – That's those are good picks. I, I totally see Kyle Busch winning uh, one of the races at least. Uh, this, this week weekend thing, (laughs) this, this race weekend, I'll call it, even though it goes into the weekday. Um, I honestly, I could totally see Kyle Busch winning the first race and then the Xfinity race and then coming up short and, you know, that being the storyline going into, can Kyle Busch win all of them? Uh, but who knows, who knows what's going to happen? What we know is that we are in our backup cars. Um... I do have a little bit of breaking news at the end of this podcast so as we wrap it up here. Uh, I got confirmation from my buddy Christian Espinosa, who lives at the condos of Charlotte. He says he's going to come on and talk about living there and what it's going to be like for the race weekend can- for him next week. Woo! So, um, excited for that? Well, I mean, that's, that's currently tentative. If it changes, we'll let you know at the beginning of the next podcast, obviously. Uh, but... Thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode, the, uh, an exciting one here where we get to talk about racing being back. NASCAR is back. I'm excited for the weekend, and take care, everybody.